Family from the Heart podcast episode number 373. Welcome to another episode of the Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back with another weekly episode of Family from the Heart, although we will not be here next week, I don't believe. Or will we? We said we would. All right, how? When do we leave? Thursday. Thursday. So we will be here. Awesome. We will. We will be here next week to so say we'll, happy Thanksgiving to you. Two of our kids. Will they be here in the show? No, but they'll be here in the house. Oh, gotcha. That would be quite an interesting show. You think? Yeah. So anyway... Yeah. What? What? Actually, so last week we did our questions, and the funny thing is, is that there were topics to talk about last week, or at least some movies. Yes. And we did not talk about them. And one thing that I want to make sure that we do is this: we're we're going to continue this question generator thing. I love having these conversations. Gives us content to talk about when there are weeks that we come to the microphone and there's just not a lot going on in our family, at least not enough, I believe, that would be noteworthy for us to talk about, right? So, but I want to make sure that we start every show off with various topics that might be of interest when we do have them before we turn to the question generator. (laughs) Right. What do you think about that? I think you're right. All right. So the first topic that I have on my... By the way, let me ask you this. Do you have any topics off the top of your head that you would like to discuss? Off the top of my head? Um, no. Okay. I don't I don't know until we start talking. Like, I don't work that way. I know you and don't. And I don't know how long it's going to take you to realize that. Okay. So anyway, the first topic that I have is Doctor Strange. That was a good movie. It was an extremely good movie. Matthew and I saw Doctor Strange on a press screening pass and we loved it and we wanted everybody in our family to be able to experience it. So I think all five of us went, right? Including McKenna? Yes, she went. She enjoyed it. Yep. No, she enjoyed her nap. She enjoyed (laughs) her nap. (laughs) Now, this is a Marvel movie. What what do you think? We had talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago where I said this was, um, I think it's one of the greatest marvel movies it's like equal to the best of iron man it's equal to the best of the avengers right and and that was my takeaway but what do you think where does this stand among other marvel movies i thought that it held up i thought that it held up i really add i really like adding the um the whole magic aspect to it Mm -hmm. is that what you would call would you i mean it's not magic but it's more i don't i don't know the right word um i yeah it's it's not it's to it, use it what is what did he we're say gonna talk about fantastic I, beasts that's magic this is more i don't even know this one some people ultimate would cons- cosmic power yeah they, <laughs> it, supernatural <laughs> supernatural abilities um you know t- yeah yeah multiple dimensional fields of energy i have no idea <laughs> It, it's a little it's a little out there it, it makes you think you have to actually th- use your mind and think about what they're what story they're telling you in Doctor Strange whereas it, it's not your typical action film although there's lots of action right right what, are you composing an email right now no what are you typing I'm typing a comment on Facebook 
Why are you doing that? Because it's on my mind to do it right now. Okay. Would you, would you want to share with everyone what you're typing there? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or should I not ask? No, sure. Um, my brother posted this really funny thing this morning on Facebook. And it says, if you think the things I say out loud are bad, you should hear the crap I keep to myself. Okay. Made me laugh out loud. I literally like laughed out loud because this could be said for me as well. So I responded, you know, me too, brother, me too. Um, and a cousin of ours said, hate to let you guys know, but this is more like a family trait. <laughs> like this has been passed down for generations. And um, so I responded and I said, oh, trust me, I know. I've, I've passed this on to my own children, you know. And now I'm responding with it. And she says, me too. She's passed it on to her children too. So now my response that I'm typing right now is that I have an 11 year old um, that I'm not sure holds any of her thoughts in. She's more of a, um, I'm really sorry for the very accurate, truthful thing I just told you about yourself. <laughs> she, she's more of that kind of person. Yep. So that's what I'm typing right now. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. You know, on another topic. On another topic. I have fallen in love with your vanilla caramel tea. And I am not down with this. Not oh. down with this at all. Here's the thing. The other day, so yesterday, I'm at um, Kroger because you have written, well, I'm getting, I'm at Kroger because I'm getting groceries, but you've put half and half on the grocery list. Okay. Because you've started drinking my vanilla caramel tea. You know I put milk in it, and so you put half and half in yours, and and I'm replenishing the half and half that you have depleted from the house. Okay. And I told Megan, because she was with me. I said, you want to know what I found really annoying the other day? She's like, just one thing? No. <laughs> right. So I said, so your dad started drinking my tea. And he's putting this half and half in there. Now, here's the thing. I've been drinking this tea for like 15 years. I love it. It, it is like the best flavor ever. It's it um, Bigelow good. Vanilla Caramel Black Tea. It is so yummy. It It's what I drink almost every morning. Um... Sometimes I'll drink it all day long, like in the winter when I'm just cold and I need to feel like comfort. I just drink it all day long. And um, and I drink it the same way every time. Yep. It's three packets of, of Truvia, the tea bag, the large setting on my Keurig. And um, although this morning I did the large and the small setting. That's what um, I just, yep. that's what I've done today. And um, And then I add milk but i drink fat-free milk so i add milk until it's the right color like i couldn't tell you how much i don't put a lot of milk in it it's really just like a splash or two but it's until it's the right color it's not measured and so you make this tea the other day you make yourself a cup and and you're like here try this number one i know what the tea tastes like i've been drinking it for 15 years okay okay Number two, you put half and half in there. And I've already told you, I find that too thick. It, it I, I don't like it. It's too thick. Oh, no, but here, try it. It's really good. Well, I know it's good, but you put half and half in there and I find that too thick. I don't like it, <laughs> but I like it. It's really good. Here, try it. And I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> I drink it my way. You drink it your way. Can that not be enough? I suppose so. I mean, you really just kept pushing the issue that I really needed to try your cup of tea. Yeah. And I didn't need it. I like it the way I like it. 
and you like it the way you like it. And that's okay. Yeah. One of the reasons why I'm back to tea is because, um, you know, a couple years ago, it's almost two years ago. It'll be two years next month. Yeah. I gave up drinking Diet Coke. And I went like an entire year or no, I went nine months without any caffeine at all. And then I started uh, taking this pre-workout that has lots of caffeine in it. And we also started using some protein powder that uh, from GNC that had uh, caffeine in it. And and then I'm like, OK, well, I'm off the co- caffeine ban. Right. You know, I'm, it's not a big deal for me to have some caffeine. And I don't know when it started, but. I, I tried a, one of those monster energy drinks, like, you know, zero calorie monster energy drinks. And in essence, it's really no different than drinking Diet Coke. It's still got artificial sweetener in it and who knows what other chemicals in there. Uh, but it had lots of caffeine and it was giving me the same kind of kick that I used to get out of Diet Coke. And, it, you know, it had it had a nice sweet flavor. It had the the bubbles, the carbonation. And it had a caffeine kick to it. And, of course, the monster is just like, you know, the caffeine was like through the roof on it. But I know that the, you know, the monster drinks weren't all that healthy at all. Not not, not even in the slightest. And I was getting to where I was just drinking way too many of them. So I decided I want to I want to cut that out. And one of the ways that I was able to get myself off a of Diet Coke is I replaced it with tea. Now, back then, I was just drinking my own Victorian Earl Grey tea that I have. And uh, and I started that just recently, but then I figured, you know, I'm going to try Stephanie's vanilla caramel. I that I wonder how that tastes, and it tastes so good. And I'm like, that. I'm like, what, what, how do they get this flavor in there? I mean, how many calories is in this? And Stephanie's like, there's no calories, and sure enough, there is no calories to this tea. But did the you question think is, I was making it up. Well, the question is, how he did they did get, because he pulled the box? I out. went. Well, I went and looked it up online. Yeah, because th- we didn't have the box. But uh, I looked it up and, you know, it. I just don't understand. I mean, I can understand vanilla. That That's something you could try out. You could you could put into a tea bag. The vanilla flavor is there. But where do you come up with this caramel flavor? And so I'm looking at the ingredients and it and it has all the ingredients listed out. But it, then it just says and uh, includes natural and artificial flavor. And I'm like, darn it. Um, so I, I would imagine that the natural flavor is vanilla that's in there. But there's no question, or there's no clue as to where that caramel flavor is coming from. Because isn't caramel is just pretty much just condensed milk boiled and it. Well, there are lots of different ways to make caramel, but is there? Okay, Mm -hmm. but it's still it's pretty much just a sugary substance. Mm -hmm. Caramel is. So where are they coming up? Where does this flavor of caramel come from? Did you find? I mean, I know you were looking. No, I, I, well, I just looked to see if it was. You know, said on the uh, on the box and it or on their nutrition facts, and it does not. It just says natural it contains natural and artificial flavor. So I'm not so crazy about having artificial flavor in my tea. However, and Stephanie's like, well, then it ain't stop. stopping him. He's still <laughs> drinking like, my stop tea. Stop drinking it. He keeps telling me every. I drink this tea every day, every day, and he keeps. Have you bought more tea yet? Have you bought more? Let me tell you, people. There's like a box worth of tea bags in the. In the tea, we we have a drawer specifically for all of our tea and our our K cups. You know, the kids have hot chocolate and stuff like that, so it's all in the. There's like probably a box and a half worth of tea bags in the drawer, and every day he's like, "Have you bought more tea yet? Have you? I will buy more tea when I see in the drawer that we need more tea. You know why? Because I'm in it every day. 
<laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I love you. I love you too. But after 20 years, you should know to stop pushing my buttons. <laughs> you know my buttons by now. <laughs> you- Everything's a button. <laughs> this is the problem. Everything's a button. There's the title. Everything's a button. That's a good title. That is. You're I, welcome. I'm, 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 aren't you glad I gave you that? I gave yeah, you that. Everything's a button. I'm writing it down. Now I'm composing an email, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Did, would you like us to put our, ourselves on hold here? I listened here? to your whole ramble about the ingredients in my tea. Well, the, the one thing I can say is that I'm. It's it's not stopping me from drinking it because I figure if I'm whatever their artificial ingredient for for the flavor of this caramel, it's got to be less bad for deal. me than okay. Than but they a found monster. out how to take all the calories out, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's, I care about all this stuff. You do. I do care about what I'm putting in my body. But if you find out that it's bad, don't tell me because I don't want to know. I'm not going to go. I understand. I'm just, I don't want to know. I understand that you do not want to know. Okay. I'm done writing my email now. Are you really? Well, it was just a one sentence. Who was it to? um, The dance studio director. Okay, good. All right. So. About um, Megan's trip. I think I've done one thing every day this week. to get Megan flies out on Saturday. Yes. And um, I've done one thing. This week in preparation for that. So we'll probably start packing her tonight. Cool. Got to pack her costume and like certain things have to be packed in her carry on so that they're not out of her possession, you know, so she doesn't get to New York and not have a costume to wear or something. That would not be good. Um, anyway, so it was just a quick question about, about something and awesome. it's done. And now I won't forget because I've sent it. Great. You know, I typed an email the other day and I came down and I read it to you. It was it was my um, email response to Christy who sent in the full time mom feedback a couple of weeks ago, and that's not true actually. That feedback came in like a month ago, but um, I'm terrible at responding to emails, mm-hmm. terrible. And so I typed it out and I read it to you because I was really proud of it. And then I'm sitting on the couch with Megan last night. I'm like, why do I have a draft? Like, why why does my you know, little sidebar here say that I have a draft. I I didn't write any emails today and I open it up and apparently I never sent that email. It was, it was in draft form. So Uh I hit send and it went last night rather than Monday. Awesome. Right. Yes. So anyway, that's all. I'm just, I'm, I'm not good at email. So if I do it while I'm thinking about it, Mm -hmm. it's good. So at these movies, they have, um, the pre-show, the pre-cinema show, show whatever right. uh, maria okay. menunos is yes. on there and she tells you at least they finally got a new recording and they've changed her clothes because yeah. she'd been wearing like the same leather pants for two years yeah and i'm like she needs a new outfit yeah so but anyways she'll get on there and she'll talk about different tv shows and one of the tv shows that i've seen advertised before movies several times is this show called the man in the high castle and yes. have you seen that preview on on one of these movie I've pre-shows? I've heard them play it, but I've not watched it because I'm usually reading during the pre-show. I'm sorry, Maria. I don't pay attention to your... <laughs> anyway, so, I, I you know, the, this, the idea was that it was announcing this or was talking about this show that's available somewhere. And it turns out that it's available on Amazon Prime for free. It, I think it's an Amazon Prime exclusive. It, I think it, they actually uh, funded this. But anyway, um, the idea of this TV show is that it is showing what North America might look like in the 1940s 
if Germany and Japan had won the war. So if the I guess the Axis, if the Axis had actually won World War Two, and basically Hitler is still uh, over, you know, overseeing all of the the Nazi Reich, if you will, and uh, Japan has occupied most of the western coast of the United States, uh, which is no longer the United States; it's the Pacific. Uh, the Japanese Pacific uh, states is what the Western United States is. And then the other one is like the United States of Germany or something or, or uh, whatever. The United States. of the like. Anyway, it's it's Germany, except for there's this neutral zone through from the top to the bottom of North America, uh, which is where the Colorado Rockies are and stuff like that. They're, it's called the neutral zone. So there are some states there that are not governed by either Germany or Japan or, or Japan. But anyway, it's it's basically uh, it, it gives you an idea of what daily life might have looked like had Germany won. And not only that, but it also has a little bit of a sci-fi angle to it in that there is this mystery of people who are passing around films and smuggling films that are very much banned illegal and all the government fa- uh, officials want to get rid of every one of these films, but somebody is creating films that is showing what America might look like had the United States and, and the Allied forces won the war. And so it, it it's interesting. And I spent a weekend, one weekend, I was just like, you know what, I'm ready to kick back and relax. And I binge watched all, I think it's 10 episodes of the first season. And, uh, it was really intriguing. I, I will say that it's it's somewhat slow moving in a way, but it kept my interest all the way through so much so that after each episode, I wanted to see the next one. And um, I'm eagerly anticipating the second season, which is actually coming out in just a couple weeks in December. So um, that'll be on Netflix on Amazon Prime. So yeah, I'm I'm really into this, and I've been reading a lot of audiobooks lately, especially fiction, sci-fi kind of stuff. And I've been thinking, you know what? I'm looking for a new audiobook to read, and it turns out that this it actually said on the credits each time it says this is based on the novel from Philip K. Dick or something like that. And so I looked to see if there was an audible version of the actual book, and so I downloaded that, and I've been going through that not nearly as fast as I have been on other audiobooks but I am slowly making my way through uh, the man in the high castle and I'm enjoying it cool yeah awesome ah let's see here so I um I have two other movies to mention real quickly Uh, neither of these have you seen yet Uh, first of all is Arrival which is this movie that is pretty much like a first contact with aliens and they land here on on earth in several different locations and basically there's a linguist that's brought into the picture to see if she can figure out how to uh, establish communication with this alien life form that is the premise i'm not blowing anything for you that's that's what they give you in the trailer but beyond that, I can tell you that this is a movie that we got. I had press. No, did I have press screen? No, I did not have press screen. You just went to see the movie. I just wanted to go see a movie. And Your dad this, went with you. And my dad went with me. And um, I was just looking to see a movie. And I this was very popular and it had just come out. 
But I will tell you this. I don't I would not consider it a complete waste of my money that we went and saw it. I I'm it was it was mildly interesting all the way through from beginning to end. But I would not recommend this movie for anyone. Uh, and I felt like it was really slow. Now, I, I saw some other people who are really into sci-fi, and they're like, "Wow, congratulations to somebody finally made a sci-fi film that sh- you know that proves that you can make a good story without lots of explosions and cars chases." And f- f- yeah, pretty much, it, there are no explosions, there are no car chases, anything like that. Um, but the thing is, is that I found the the movie kind of dull personally. Um, so I I would imagine there's going to be some other people who have seen this and they're absolutely going to love it. Um, not me. So I, on a scale of five stars, I would give this like two and a half. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the special effects of, of what it all looked like, that was pretty, pretty done, done pretty well. The overall story is pretty well, but the ending, I, I think they could have done something more with the ending to kind of make it more definitive of what the story is telling and you're left to, as you're walking out of this theater it's like out of the movie theater thinking did this happen no was it this was it that and it's one of those and it's like uh, you know what i don't even know that i care enough i'm to not try even to, think to even out. try to think it out <laughs> right so yeah that's that's my views on arrival gotcha i think you could pass unless you're super diehard into alien and first contact kind of movies now another movie that this one was a press screening saw it last night with mckenna we saw fantastic beasts and where to find them yes she really enjoyed herself and i really enjoyed myself too i love that so (laughs) the first thing she tells me because i i ask her how she how she and she said it was good she said it was so good and um being a press screening she says you can tell the people who are there just to see it because it's a new movie and they have free tickets and you can tell the harry potter fans like you can separate the two and um she says there's this one lady that was next to me that i think harry potter fans would have beat up (laughs) like just some of the comments that she said like during the movie or how she reacted to different things happening mckenna's like yeah i think some harry potter fans would like harm her (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was just funny to hear her she enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. she she really which is a good thing because there are i mean like with dr strange which was an incredible movie and had lots of stuff going on all of the all of the time um but she fell asleep during that yep she, i mean we pay for mckenna to take ten dollar naps all the time right not so much now because now that she's older we can leave we can leave her at home so it's very rare that we actually get her to go out to a movie with us. But um, she was looking forward to this movie. She wanted to go. And um, and she she had a really great time. She's glad she went. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to get her to go again this weekend, like, so that we can all go. Yeah. Well, should we all go? Because Megan will be gone. I don't know. Anyway. Um, what day does Megan leave? Saturday morning. Okay. We could go Friday night. We could try to go Friday night. Because isn't that when it opens? Yeah. Like okay. I said, we could try. <laughs> All right. But um, 
but I liked listening to her talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So my feeling is, for those that don't know this, Fantastic Beasts uh, is actually going to be a series of movies. Yes. So five, right? there are a total of five movies. They are actually being written by yes. J.K. Rowling. There are, she's not writing the books that are being adapted to movies. She's actually writing the scripts for the movies. Screenplay. Or a screenplay for the movie. That That's my understanding anyway. And that there will be five of these. Now, for those who are Harry Potter fans, they already know this. But for those of you who may not be aware, uh, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is actually a textbook that is assigned to students of Hogwarts in the Harry Potter series. And so, uh, it, which is a very small book. You can actually buy the yeah, book. Yeah, we have a copy, I think. We have a copy upstairs of of this little textbook that that the students are reading. Now, the from I have not read that book yet. But from my understanding, that this movie is not like an adaptation of what you read in that book. Instead, it's more of it 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 tells you where that book came from, if you if you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna give anything right, more away than right. that, but it, it gives you the backstory of the book, if you will. And that's something that's good to know. I, I, I'm glad that they this isn't a case where they've taken a very tiny little book and tried to stretch it out to five movies. Right. No, this is not an adaptation. It's it's more of the story. It's it's a history of of in in a way, it's almost a history of what the magical world of Harry Potter was like. If you if you watch the movies, uh, Harry Potter one through what seven eight eight, I think there were eight movies. Eight. Mm-hmm. So if you watch those eight movies, it's basically that's that's kind of like what the world of magic. Uh, is like from what the 1980s through um, when yeah. however old they were so but it's really it's it's modern mm-hmm. british what the world of magic looks like in in the uk all right whereas this is what the world of magic or at least the harry potter's form of magic um, or the jk Rowland world of magic that she's telling this this made-up fantasy world what the history of magic would have been like in the United States. And it's right around the time. I mean, it looked like there were Model T cars. I don't know when that was like 1940s, 19... Right. I mean, it definitely is older it, it, and it's early, time setting. Yeah, it's the early... Uh, it's very early 20th century. So um, there are some interesting tie-ins. It, this does not feel like any of the... Um, Harry Potter movies that you've seen before doesn't have that same kind of warm at home, you know, just warm, cozy. It's like, oh, this is so, you know, feeling. It doesn't have that that kind of feeling to it. Do you know what I'm saying? When uh-huh. it, yeah. Instead, there are some very clear tie-ins, though. You you open up the story and and you hear a couple phrases, and it's like, oh, that okay, this is definitely the same the same world. And uh, and it's basically, you know, it, it, it's a story that talks about, you know, the 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 connection, you know, Harry Potter, the original movies and story has a lot to do with um, what how how non-magical and magical communities interact or don't interact with each other. And there's a lot of that story going on in this only it's telling you in the North American side of how that works out. Um there's some action in it. There's a, there's an overall story. There's some connections that there are two very serious tie-ins between this series of movies and uh, what you get from our Harry Potter series. So there's there's a you know that interest is there. 
Um, overall, I would say on a scale of one to ten, I, I know the whole Harry Potter movies are all older, except for the maybe the most recent two or three. Um, I Even would, those are getting old now. They're, they're starting to get a little old. But still, I mean, they, they were done very well. And just the way they made me feel on a scale of one to, or uh, let's just do the five-star rating. All of those movies I would consider to be a five stars. They, they're just that compelling. They're really wonderfully done. I I just don't feel as tied to this story yet. Although I see myself, I see the potential with a couple more movies to follow this up becoming more and more closely tied to the characters in this story because we're just we're introduced to so many new characters that we've never heard of before and and so you don't feel that that connection instantly to these characters yet or at least i didn't okay but yeah i mean overall i'm very happy to see it i'm i'm happy to see it again i'm happy to recommend it to everyone who's a harry potter fan and if you're not a Harry Potter fan, I don't know that you'd actually really enjoy this movie. So if you didn't enjoy any of the other Harry Potter movies. Like the lady who sat next to McKenna. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that you would enjoy it. But if you're a Harry Potter fan or you watch the other movies and you, you somewhat enjoyed this, I think that this is, this is a great addition. And for those who are really into it, you've seen all the movies, you've read all the books, um, then you'll, you'll definitely like this movie. And I think it will grow on you as now these characters have been introduced and then we we see them, uh, the character development moving forward in the additional movies. So I'm actually already anticipating the next movie. Cool. Yep. That's my review of Fantastic that was, Beasts. That was a pretty good review. And where to find them. All right. So we still have about 30 minutes left. Okay. So I'm kind of struggling with something right now. Uh-oh. In that <laughs> it's hard to be a mom. Um. So I already Megan leaves on Saturday. Okay. Right. And I've been away from Megan multiple times for extended periods of, you know, like a week. You know, I think the longest we've been away from them is 10 days. Um, But those have always been them here. Yep. And us leaving and going on vacation. This is the first time where I'll be separated from one of my children while... I'm here and they're off doing something. Right. And I have to say, I really don't like the feeling in my gut. And it's just, and it's not, it's not that I have any, it's just nervousness. That That's all it is. It's just nervousness. I'm, I mean, I have no, um, I have no, what's the word I want to use right now? I have no doubts in the ability of of the studio and and those adults who will be um in her you know that she'll be in their care for those that I have I have no um doubts in in Spirit of America and and the way that they I mean they've been doing this for years and and the way that they you know, protect and take care of and, and, and look after the, the 600 dancers who are, and, and quite honestly, like 600 cheerleaders as well. Um, the way they do their chaperones and, and everything and the signing and the signing. I mean, so it's not that it really is just that I'm nervous about being away from her because I'm not often away from her. Right. It's a big step. Makes sense. It's freaking me out. Is it? A little bit. 
Interesting. Yeah. A little bit. That's all. I mean, for me, I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. My thinking is that uh, she she is 16 years old. She's, you know. Dude, she's seven. She'll be 17 next week. Okay. So she'll she's almost a year, uh, just over a year away from when she could go out and be on her own and do whatever she kind of wants legally. I'm very, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> and I so I, I, I think, you know, it'd be one thing if she wanted to go to New York City on her own with a friend or two. That would be, you know, that'd be right, kind that, of out oh, no, of the that, that would probably be a no. And which, go ahead, finish or your to talk, go then, Or to go spend the week with a family of one friend. Right. That, those, those kind of, no. But but this is going to New York with 600 other students uh, or 599 other fellow dancers from around the world who's going, around going, the with, States. The states going with uh, an organization that is quite aware of how to do the logistics of all of this stuff. And they have everything riding on their success. And not only that, but she's going with the head of our studio and is in the personal care and responsibility of her. Right. And we know that she, she's quite capable. That's what I'm saying. I I don't doubt the people who it's, it just feels almost okay. I think I might have separation anxiety in this, in this context. Um, and and it's funny to me because on Sunday she was um she was asked to help out with the Christmas ballet for um our studio. And um she she was asked to help with the with the smaller children backstage. And um she wanted to drive by herself to where it's at, which is um Probably about 40 minutes away, and it's a suburb of Cincinnati. Yep. And um, so she's been there a couple of times, but I've always driven her. She's never driven over there by herself. There are a couple of different ways to go, and trying to find the, the best and the easiest for her to understand. And and so Sunday, we're having this discussion. Th- this totally plays into, I'm, I'm getting back to, um, we're having this discussion about the best route for her to take to get there. And her complaint is that the GPS on her phone is broken. So she can't just pull up Waze or pull up, you know, Apple Maps or whatever it's called. You know, I mean, she can't just pull up a, um, a, a GPS and and let that guide her because the GPS in her phone is broken. Right. And she's frustrated about that. And I understand her frustration. I, I honestly, I do. Um. And then, and so you start and you're like, well, I'll drive her. Her GPS is broken. She, you know, all of these things. And I said, no, she's going to figure it out on her own. She has her cell phone. She, she's, it's, it's 40 minutes. She's perfectly capable. She's mature. She's smart. She, I mean, it's daylight. It's, it's not a problem. She's going to figure it out on her own. Um, you know, when, when I started driving, I was 17 years old. I didn't have a cell phone. I had a crappier car than she does. And 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 I figured it out on my own. And my mom lived an hour away and I drove to my mom's every other weekend. Right. She can figure it out on her own. So like Sunday, I'm saying, figure it out on your own. You're old enough to do it. And now I'm like, ah, you're still my kid and I want to keep you here. Yeah. So it, it's just that I, in this situation, I'm having a little separation anxiety. Right. So, Stephanie, are you ready to turn to some questions, some random questions from our Family from the Heart question generator? Why not? I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay, I good. think I'm done. Like, I think that 
I mean, the big thing is is Megan leaves for New York on Saturday. Right. And um, although, let me share this one thing, and then yeah, you can. Yeah, no, there's okay. no rush. I mean, it, if we have things to share, that that's priority. So talking about you know this whole separation anxiety with Megan, um, <clears throat> the last Monday and Tuesday, um, McKenna stayed home from school. Monday and Tuesday. Not she. She was sick, so yes. she she stayed she stayed home sick from school. And, um, and just overall feeling just yucky. I mean, she just has a cold. It's, it's really, it's not a big deal, but it was more than she could, um, handle trying to focus and work. And the medicine that the, um, the doctor gave her is make, makes her like dizzy and drowsy. And so, um, she took an extra day on Tuesday. She could have went back, but anyway, so yesterday we are, um, she woke up, she started on her um, schoolwork because she knew that, you know, she missed Monday. And so she started on her schoolwork and was working. And um, she comes down to eat a snack. I think she had a pear. We give her her medicine, which does make her dizzy and drowsy. And so she goes, Mom, do you want to snuggle? Yeah, I'll snuggle. So we go up and we get in her bed and, you know, it takes her a little while to get comfortable. And uh, so she is on her side up against my side and she she's laying on my right arm. Takes her probably about 15 to 20 minutes and then she is just out. Like you can hear, you know how your breathing changes when you fall yeah. into that. And so you can just hear like she is sleeping. And I laid there. With her on my arm for like an hour and a half. I couldn't feel my arm when I got up. I, I had I got up because I had to go to the bathroom so bad I really couldn't lay there anymore. But for that hour and a half, I wasn't going anywhere. Right. Because McKenna at 11 is at that stage where she wants a lot of alone time. She Everybody annoys her. Everything's a button. Everything's a button for her. I don't know where she gets that from. I have no idea. Um, everything's a button. And and she really loves to just be in her room and be by herself and stuff. And so it's not often that she comes seeking um snuggles and cuddles and love. And um and so I wasn't getting up for anything because those moments are too few and far between. Right. And it was it was just a beautiful day. Awesome. It was just it was just a beautiful day with my with my girl and moments like that I want to keep her with me every day all day and then her true self comes out and I'm like you need to go back to school <laughs> <laughs> we 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 need some time apart I love you but this is good for us awesome she's, she's just um she's just a a character she she really is but I absolutely love that and I laid there until. It was an absolute emergency that I got up and she slept for, and that was for an hour and a half and she slept another hour and a half after I got out of the bed. She took a three hour nap yesterday and still woke up feeling like drained and tired and right. Yeah. She almost canceled on you. She did. It was pretty close. It was touch and go. I think she actually told you no and Mm -hmm. then said, ah, no, I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. She was glad that she did when she got home, but it was... She wasn't sure for a while. Right. 
Okay, that's all. Just that those moments are so few and far between. Yeah. And um, with her being 11, there are not many left. Right. There are not many left. Yep. Take them when you can get them. That's right. So do you, let's do two questions and then we'll wrap up. Okay. All right. So yep. you generate the first question. I generate the first question. Yep. You, where do you want to go? Icebreaker, ankle deep, waist deep, deep waters. I want to go to lunch. I'm hungry now. I'm just kidding. I already had lunch, but I am hungry. I might need a snack when I'm done. Or do you want to go faith based? I don't want, no. Um, I don't know. Some of them are fun, but we'll go ankle. All right. We're going ankle deep. Hmm. What recent disappointment have you had? Hmm. A recent disappointment that I have had. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, things have been going really well lately, uh, which is awesome. But uh, a recent disappointment. I, wow, I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Mm, no, you know, I, I'd, I'd say maybe you know. I, okay, I do know one. I would say a recent disappointment that I've had is there have been times when I've allowed myself to really let go on my discipline when it comes to eating. And I, it, that, I, I just find that disappointing overall when I allow myself to become undisciplined in the type of foods that I'm eating. And specifically what I'm talking about is when it comes to sugar. It's not like that I feel like I'm never allowed to eat sugar ever in my life. But what I'm talking about is when all of a sudden I, you know, allow myself to have sugar in moderation, which for me, moderation is maybe two or three times per week. You have something small, maybe one once a week you have something really, you know, it's like, OK, that's that's a lot. But it's only that only happened once this week. But for me, what happens is one little thing turns into another little thing. And then the next thing, you know. It's like, wait, for the last two weeks, I've had sugar every single day, multiple times a day. And I'm like, that's a that's a real disappointment. Um, you know, I, but the problem is, and this is why I, I, it was a struggle for me to think of a recent disappointment, even though that that is in that is in my recent timeline of, of events. The, the 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 reality is, is I've, I have come to a place where I don't allow myself to get all that beaten up over it. I don't don't feel guilty. I don't feel necessarily guilty over it. It's like I, I recognize it as an issue and one that I, I need to resolve. Um, but it's not something that I'm, I feel like defeated or I let get me down and think, well, it's all over. I might as well just give up and just, you know, do whatever. So, but yeah, that, that's definitely as I think about it and think through it. Yeah, that's definitely a recent disappointment and one that I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm no longer living the undisciplined life. Uh, when it comes to sugary snacks. So, I uh, by the way, I did have, after the movie last night, I did take McKenna to Orange Leaf and we had frozen yogurt. Okay. Which was a sugary snack, but yes. But still, that we're good. Cool. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know one. You want to write it down and give me a hint? Uh, <laughs> you would rock in it. <laughs> that's funny because that's the first thing that I thought of and I'm like is that a disappointment because now it's just an annoyance it probably started out as a disappointment but I've moved on to annoyed and I am straight 
edit into words I can't say on this podcast because it's family friendly. Ah! Um, so when I was pregnant with Megan, um, my dad and um, my grandma, my gift for my baby shower was um, a rocking chair and an ottoman. It's more more of a glider than a rocking chair. And it's one thing that I just wanted so bad and um, was just over the moon excited when I received it. Um, we've since, the, the ottoman has since broken because after years of children like trying to surf on it, it just wouldn't hold weight anymore. And, um, and it just, it wasn't safe either. I'm surprised Matthew didn't like seriously break bones trying to like surf off of that thing. But um, when um, my sister had her son, who is seven, she asked if she could borrow it. Sure. No problem. So I, I, I loaned it to her. She had another baby a year later. And, um, and so she, she kept it. And because um, my, my niece came you know, right away. And, um, and then, and, and it was fine. I knew where it was and it was good. When April was ready to, um, when she was moving, we didn't have space for it at the time because we were tight and not ready yet to move. Right. So it, it ended up at my mom's house but I knew where it was. I knew where it was. I got a text message from my from my mom back in July. Um, hey, I'm moving some stuff around. Do you want your rocking chair back? Absolutely. I've been meaning to come get it from you because I knew she had it. And this is something I've been meaning to do for two years. And I totally understand that that a good part of this is on me because of my inability to make the time to get over there and pick it up myself. And... Um, and, and, and that was in July, but that was like the weekend of my high school reunion, which I had mixed emotions about. And I was like, oh, anyway, it was crazy. And I've thought about it a couple of times since that, well, I've never heard back from, I've, I've, I've never heard back from my mom because what she told me was after I said, sure, she goes, well, your brother is on, you know, he, he's going to come help me so he can bring it back over to you because my brother and I live over here while my mom lives like over there, over there, like. 45 minutes to an hour away and um and so I, I've thought about it a couple of times since July but I'm like driving and I can't you know send a message or whatever so last Friday I sent a text message to my mom and said hey whatever happened with my rocking chair I never heard back okay and she says your brother left here with it so I send a text message to my brother. Hey, do you have my rocking chair? Guess what? What? He doesn't respond. So I let it be. So on Monday, I think it was Monday, I said, send another message. Hey, did you get my message on Friday about my rocking chair? And now, which has also gone unanswered, I'm about to drive to, I know where you live. <laughs> I know where you live and I'm on my way. <laughs> Here's the thing. My brother just had a baby in May. If he would have said, hey, Steph, 
mind if we like hold on to this for a little while? You know, we got the baby. I probably would have said yes. Probably. I'm not totally mean. <laughs> not totally. But now. <laughs> Look out. You kept it on your own. <laughs> See, like I said, moved from disappointment to like totally annoyed. I'm taking you down. I will headlock you until you pass out again. <laughs> <laughs> If you would have asked, I would have said yes. But now you've kept it without asking and you've not returned two of my text messages. I know it's the right number because he responded to a group chat between me and my mom and my sisters a week ago. Yeah. I know it's the right number. Now I know where you live. And as soon as I have time, I'm coming. (laughs) I dropped my daughter off at the airport on Saturday at 10 o'clock, which which means I will be there at 1030 on Saturday. There you go. (laughs) Somebody warned her brother. Somebody. I'm just it's just frustrating yeah it's 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 disappointing because I don't know where it is yeah it 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 was it's very important to me I do want it back and I'm trying to stay civil but it's like the, 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 the 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 thread is fraying it's not staying all right, we're going to do one more, and I don't want to go too deep, uh, so we'll just kind of go waist deep with this question. You don't want to go too deep, so you went deeper than what the than the other one? Well, That's yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, what character trait are you currently trying to improve or train? <laughs> it's not my attitude, I promise. <laughs> what character trait are you currently trying to improve or change? I hate these questions. <laughs> I don't like these questions. Okay. What character trait am I currently trying to improve or change? Hmm. What if I told you none? <laughs> I don't know that I'm actually <laughs> working on my character right now. So what are what are your character traits? So let's see if we can character find traits. what character what, traits. What are they? What mine are, what what are the different options i don't know i'm here here's a list um active adventurous uh affectionate afraid ambitious anxious argumentative <laughs> <laughs> bewildered bossy brave brilliant calm uh bully uh capable careful caring charismatic charming childish clever clumsy cold-hearted <laughs> <laughs> why did you emphasize that just because it was a it was a hyphenated uh, word, cold hearted. That's not. You totally just called me cold hearted. You did. I why did do not. all the why do all the closest people in my life say the meanest things about me? I have no idea what you're talking about. Compassionate, competitive, conceited, concerned. I'm not confident. conceited. Okay. Critical, uh, cruel. Curious, daring, dependable, determined, dishonest, disrespectful, eager, easygoing, efficient, energetic, enthusiastic, fair, faithful, funny, generous, general. I'm just skipping through the list here. There's tons of character traits here. Um, so which one do you think that you would like to? Which one would I like to? Yeah. What, what character trait would you like to improve or change? Improve or change. I'll tell you one thing that I constantly work on. Okay. And I don't know if you would call it a character tra- trait. But I... I, I it, okay. I'm terrible at asking for help. Okay. Now, I don't know how that falls into any of those one word 
um, descriptions right there. But asking for help is literally painful. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it just downright hurts. So that would be you're overly self-reliant. Oh, so there is a thing for it. No, I, I just came up with it. It's oh, not okay. in this list. <laughs> um, that is one thing. Or that, stubborn. Well, yeah, I'm, I've been <laughs> called that too. Anyway, yeah. so that's um, something you'd like to change. You'd like to be able to. I, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm constantly. I'm much better now than I than I was before. But I. But it's something I still struggle with. I don't like asking people for help. I would much prefer it, you know, do it right than have somebody else do it for me. Right. So for me personally, I would <laughs> you say. You didn't even comment on that. That's good. No, I, I you would like people to do it for you. That's not what I said. What did you say? I'd much prefer it do it right than have someone oh, else do it for me. You prefer do it right because <laughs> nobody else can do it as good as you. I get it. All right, so I would say for me is being sociable, although this isn't really something I'm trying to change, although I, you know, there's a part of me sometimes wish I wishes that I was more sociable. Uh, does that make sense? Yes. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of like to be a loner uh, most of the time. It, it depends. In If I'm around somebody that I, I know and I like, I really enjoy the company of that individual. If they're a very close friend, um, I, I, I like to be around them. Uh, but when it comes to people I don't know, uh, you know, just carrying on even the most minor conversation is somewhat of a chore and, and a painful one at that. You know, if, if you run into somebody at the gym and I don't know who they are and they want to, you know, carry a conversation, I'm like, uh, why are you talking to me? I mean, I don't say that out loud. But in internally, that's how I feel. I was like, what's going on here? What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Why are you? I, please don't ask me about sports. I, I, <laughs> I do not want to have this conversation with you. Um, I, just, I, I have my headphones on with the big, huge over the ear muffs. You know, I, you know, can this I just... says don't talk to me. Exactly. Like what about this says approach me for conversation? Yeah. It's, you know, so it's one of the reasons why I love my job as much as I do is because, you know, it's all internet based and because I can hide here in my studio and I don't have to worry about interacting with people. I can engage via an email when I choose to do so and when I choose to ignore it for two or three days or five days sometimes, then I can do that. And I love that ability to to be social when I want to be sociable and not be sociable when I don't want to be sociable. But I, I really struggle with being sociable in situations where I have very little control over those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and again, I don't know that I really want to change that. I, I, it's a part of my personality. It's it's who I am. Although I think that uh if if there was one area that I think it would be nice is to to have and and I've read books on how to have small talk, you know, what questions. And to be honest with you, and, and maybe it's just maybe this is uh, maybe there's another one in here and it's it, I, I think I do genuinely care about other people. I just don't know that I actually care to have lots of conversations with them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That, how, how terrible is that? I wouldn't say it's terrible. I've been living my way my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe that sounds terrible. But for, for me, it, I, I sometimes do envy those who just naturally can carry on a conversation and genuinely be interested in hearing out what that person is saying in response. 
I find that there are t- close friends is t- totally different. If I, if I was in a car with Ray Edwards or one of the guys in my mastermind groups, I could have a conversation with them. I could come up with questions and stuff like that. But if I don't know this person that well, I'm not looking to, you know, I, I would not like to have this random question generator with somebody that I I don't know all that well. Right. So now I, I can do that. Now I you can that, that you doesn't do. mean that doesn't mean that you know I don't struggle. That doesn't mean you know you put me in a big group of people with a bunch of people who want to talk to me. I'm not going to go hide in the bathroom for thirty minutes because I will and I have. But um, but you know I I see people in my everyday life who I talk to and and, and they're not they're not friends. They're acquaintances. They're they're the cashier at Kroger. They're you know wh- wherever and but. I do have the ability to listen to people and to meet people where they are and to be engaged in that. So where, yeah, I can sometimes struggle with, with conversation and connection and, but, but I can engage. Yeah. I I'm, you are very good at it. It's like, man, I, I love it when we go to places and you're there because you carry on that conversation. You know, you're, and I'm like, I, I sometimes I want to care, but I, don't, I just can't make myself care enough. It, it, it just like my mind is not there. And, and there are times when I think that this is something that I probably should be working on more. Um, and, and but at, but other times it's just like it, it, it's a chore to even want to to take that to the next level. I, and I and again I I've, I've read plenty of books it's like how to have more natural converse or how to conversational starters or how to make small talk I've read those books mm-hmm. and I, yeah I don't know that, that but that's a character straight trait that de- definitely um, that I, I have tried changing at some points I've I'm I'm not currently in the process of right. of trying to do anything actively right now but um yeah, and that's what like I see this question, and I think, what character trait are you trying to improve or change? And I'm like, okay, generally, overall, I like myself. Right. You know, do, do you know? Do I need to keep some thoughts inside? Absolutely. You know, am I stubborn? Yes. Do I have an attitude? Oh my goodness, bigger than this room. But, but I like myself, and right. so while I'm working and changing every day. I'm not seeking out the like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I understand. Okay. I'm there with you. Yeah. I'm cool. not the same person that I was five years ago. Right. Last year. It, uh, I do grow and change and Yep. But I like myself. Podcast and some man.